This episode brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're driving, cleaning, and even exercising. But what if you could be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. And auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Multitask right now. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Hey, everyone. I'm Brenda. And I'm Julia. And you're listening to Roaring Twenties Podcast. Your 20s are known as both the most exciting and most confusing years of your life. We're here to share our stories, to have real and raw conversations, and best of all, to make you feel a little less alone. Hello, everybody. Hi, everyone. Welcome to our second solo episode. We are so excited. This topic is one that is definitely near and dear to our hearts. Yes. Most of the time. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) No, all the time. All the time. Truly. Maybe. Um, (laughs) So being that valentine's day is coming up this week we yes. wanted happy to... valentine's day week yes. valentine's day is on friday i think yes, it's, friday. it's on friday what um, a great day for valentine's day a perfect day because no one wants to do anything during the week no and it makes it so much harder to schedule things after work you want to like get ready and stuff like mm. fridays I feel like fridays aren't even a real work day no everyone's <laughs> already checked out yeah <laughs> not the topic of the week circling back to friday <laughs> aka valentine's day our topic of the week is really relationships <laughs> I mean obviously this is a topic that we're going to keep coming back to and back to of and course. back to because it's at the forefront of everyone's life our yeah. relationships are like the most important not just romantic relationships which we are talking about today but the relationships we have in our life are if not the most important mm-hmm. one of the most important things to our livelihood absolutely and Definitely, you guys will hear a little bit about, or a lot about, mine, my experience and Julia's experience, and we both happen to be in long-term relationships, yeah, which we'll break that all down. we will break down. But we definitely have a lot of people in our lives that are not in long-term relationships mm-hmm. or are dating right now, are experiencing all of the highs and lows of hookup culture and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, which, like, we're obviously going to get to of down course. the line. But this is definitely a big part of our lives that we wanted to give you some insight on. And it came at a really good time. Yeah, (laughs) it did. did. It came at the perfect (laughs) holiday time. But yeah, like this is the thing that we see, you know, is different between our friends. We have some friends that have been in really long-term relationships. We have some friends that are single. We have some friends that are dating, some friends that are hooking up, some friends that are getting married. So, and it's such a big part of our lives. It's a topic we're going to keep coming back to and back to and all the different layers and different ways that people go about it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But I think it is important to for everyone to kind of like have an idea of where we're at because mm-hmm. it influences our opinions so much and obviously like how we approach things. So I think it'll be good background to yeah for sure. To get. I think it definitely impacts like the lens that we look through. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, definitely for sure. But also, this isn't to make anybody feel. I know Valentine's Day and Valentine's Day week is like, oh my gosh, here we go, people talking about relationships mm-hmm. and all that stuff. This is by no means to make anyone feel bad or offended or anything like that it's just to give you some insight on us just to give you some insight on maybe what to potentially expect in the future 
and to also show you both sides because there's definitely more to a relationship that what than what you see on a surface level oh yeah and more to a relationship than what you're doing on valentine's for day for sure and we have we're having Haley come our friend Haley come on on friday mm-hmm. on valentine's day to talk about being in a long distance relationship uh, she's a really interesting situation so she's going to talk about that with us which may be a little difficult for her on on mm-hmm. friday but she's going to come and be like really raw and vulnerable with us yes. about that so that'll be really we nice appreciate that and love her so much for it i wasn't going to say i was going to bring something up oh i was going to bring up the fact that i'm so glad that you acknowledged that that this can be like a hard time mm-hmm. for people but i just remember like and i it wasn't to do it in like spite of valentine's day or of like i'm in a relationship so i have to do something but like when i was single in college i remember one valentine's day it was during the week so sometimes it's nice if like you want to do a valentine's day and hang out with your girls Mm -hmm. and like i love the idea of that i think you should do that anyway even if you are in a relationship (laughs) but i remember it was like during the week but it was valentine's day and there was a lot of stuff going on and people posting pictures and talking and i was like i like the energy of this like i like the Mm -hmm. energy of love and like people sharing their love and whatever and so i was like i'm gonna share my love with myself and i like took myself out to a dinner i took myself out to a movie all by myself and it wasn't to be like oh i have to be by myself but it was i want to just you know give some love to me and it was like so fun and i think Mm -hmm. that giving that love back to yourself too love is in the air so like whoever you have to share it with even Mm -hmm. if that's just you like share it yeah and i think also to remember that it is just another another holiday Mm -hmm. so i know some people have this perspective of like oh well you should be showing your love every day and i absolutely agree with that but there are you know th- these little moments like Christmas and and Thanksgiving and like all of these little days that we just give a little bit extra just kind of a day that's set in the year to to show that little bit of extra appreciation I just love a reason to celebrate yes, if there celebrate is any anything. excuse to celebrate something <laughs> yes. why, not? why not it could be like your dog's birthday or you know and it doesn't have to be a time burden but like sometimes no. it's so nice if there's a, if there's it's a reason to celebrate something mm-hmm. why not you're not gonna that there's nothing negative about that mm-hmm. no for sure and I think there's a lot of emphasis placed on either whether you have or don't have a romantic relationship and I love that you said that that it's so much more than just a romantic relationship even though that's what we like credit it to yeah but that it really is about the relationships that you have in your life and and what they mean to you and and how to celebrate that yeah we should have we should have had a little history for our audience on where valentine's day came from i'm sorry guys you can go google that (laughs) that's what google's for um (laughs) or like alexa maybe she's great she's great but yeah, anyway, before we jump into all of that stuff, should we do our pride and our pickle? I would love nothing more. I'm going to do an announcement. <laughs> it's time for pride and pickle. Oh my God. We have <laughs> to get an official one so that That's I don't our, have to hear that. That is the official one. Oh, oh. I made an official one. Right <laughs> pride and pickle. Oh, no. <laughs> we, have to, we have to hire someone. Okay. So my pride of the week is that yesterday Ashley who you're gonna hear in in a future episode (laughs) so Ashley is one of my best friends actually I'm gonna say my best friend or she'll probably be offended (laughs) Um, and we she came over whatever we were having a, a weird day and we've always talked about getting a tattoo so we got a tattoo. <laughs> we got one. I that is so not Brenda. Is, like she's yes. not impulsive, you, and that no, that I was shook. Yes, and that is like the biggest thing. You guys will get to know me more and more as this goes Literally on, or maybe shook. you already know me. But 
Uh, it, it is the least me thing to That's do. That's the least you think to do. Uh, and but you don't I even. And you don't even have tattoos, so it's not no. like oh, I just got another tattoo. Just got another one added to my body. No, like no. I have none. <laughs> I I didn't give it much thought. But what I love is that it is the least me activity. But I think I got the most me tattoo. You did. It's like, really cute. Oh my gosh! So it was a really funny experience. We ta- I remember we talked about it on and on at the like Atlantic City Boardwalk. We'd be like, oh, you want to get a tattoo? I don't know why we say it like that. <laughs> tattoo. <laughs> but anyway, we ultimately ended up getting one, and I actually really like it. So yeah, that's gonna be my pride to be spontaneous. It's really cute. <laughs> Not that I'm encouraging people to just get random things on their body impulsively but yeah. <laughs> it was fun no but and it's re- it looks really good and i think Thank you're you. happy with it i am i am good for sure and then my oh my god pickle. i can't believe it <laughs> i can't believe it either <laughs> and my pickle would be that i get super emotionally attached to other people's emotions and mm. i really can't let go and i know that part of our like intentions for the year were to stop beating things to death and whatever and something that my mom always tells me is honey just let it go like let it go it's not as big of a deal as you as like you feel that it mm-hmm. is inside but yeah that would be my my pickle is that I find myself getting into a lot of situations just because I care so much where I can't let things go and I really want to work on releasing that a little bit better. Was there something like specific this week that brought that up? Yeah I just I think that like my family and I we got it wasn't like an argument we just I just internalized it super differently Mm -hmm. like we were gonna go get lunch and then I kind of didn't want to go to the place that they wanted to go and then everyone was kind of like hungry and cranky and like you know when you're hungry and like you want to go somewhere we just kept changing the plans and weren't agreeing on anything and then it truly wasn't a big deal but I just value my family so much that any like slight conflict mm-hmm. I'm like oh my god my Baby. family's going apart no, no but I, I just feel bad because I I know that I I have expectations mm. and when things don't go as planned it like bothers me mm-hmm. so I had this day in mind where I was like okay I'm gonna have a really filling day with my family during the day and then at night I'm gonna go hang out with Julia and Hanley and it just didn't go that way yeah at all actually no not at <laughs> all of those things occurred I ended up getting a tattoo right it was a totally different <laughs> <I> day <did. laughs> so yeah I think just like letting go and learning to be okay with when things don't go as planned but also not taking things to heart so deeply like none yeah. of my family members were as affected as I was and I was just like so momentarily not okay about it where I'm like okay guys like we should have a family meeting and I'm like what am I doing like why and I love to just clear the air Mm -hmm. and I'm just like okay like what can we do differently what can did I do something to offend you guys and it's good to communicate oh yeah but I just don't think it needed as much emphasis as I put on it yeah so what about you my pride and my pickle they go hand in hand kind of not really well my pick I'm gonna start with my pickle my pickle was that I got stuck on the Long Island Railroad for an hour and a half because the train broke while we were on it the train literally broke and we were stuck on the train for an hour and a half and poor ghost was all home alone and like I was panicking because she needed to be fed and I felt so bad that she was home alone I was supposed to be home like two hours before I got home Mm -hmm. but totally out of my control but I was in a train accident like how many years three years ago Mm -hmm. three years ago I would say so yeah Uh, which was really really scary but I guess that I didn't I thought I dealt with it like Mm because I got on the train the next day like that's what they say you should do like you get in 
an accident, you got to get right back up. So like after the accident, I literally got on the train again the next day, but I guess I didn't really deal with it. And then Mm -hmm. when we were stuck on the train, for some reason, it kind of like threw me into a little bit of like a PTSD panic Mm -hmm. thing. So yeah, my pickle was that I should have dealt with that in a better way. And I have the resources for that. Oh, you sure do. Just call up my dear dad, (laughs) um, who you'll hear soon about erasing trauma. So I... So I was a little upset with myself for like not dealing with it when I should have dealt with it, but I will deal with it now. Yeah, yeah but that was like um that was like a little scary. A little of scary course, and moment. she's really downplaying this train accident. <laughs> it was definitely a really big deal, and it makes sense to be traumatic. Yeah, yeah, the it was it was traumatic. Like, the train let's, completely let's, derailed let's just, let's with me on it. With Julia, a little smuggling <laughs> inside. Luckily, you're okay. Yes, and luckily you have everything all of was the fine. And it wasn't. We weren't in any trouble no. on when the other day when mm-hmm. the train died. It just literally something happened with like a it was like a switch problem yeah. or something, and they had to like revert revert us back and like mm-hmm. blah blah. So we were. I knew logically that I was safe Mm -hmm. but because of the past trauma that I haven't dealt with it threw my body into like panic even though my mind was like it's okay you're safe my body was reacting as if I was in danger yeah and of course my phone was dying I was on one percent and like Chris was at work and goes home alone and I was like so panicked about all that and plus the trauma coming up and then so I was like okay well I did like meditate for a little bit because I was like okay like I'm meditating like that'll calm my body down which it did but I was like I can't calm my dad right now and have him erase my trauma so I was like what can I do so my pride is that luckily I had my book with me and I took out my book and I read for like the hour and a half that they had us just sitting on the train so instead of staying with those thoughts and panicking I meditated for a few minutes and then I read and I'm glad that I got to and I'm using it as a positive opportunity is that I got to read for an hour and a half because I've been really wanting to read and the past few weeks I really have not like I want to read but I haven't had the urge to do it Mm -hmm. and I love to read and I've been I usually read a lot but I just haven't been the last few weeks but then I was kind of forced to Mm -hmm. and it was so nice because I really want to be doing more of my reading and it jump-started me and now I've been reading every day since so it was the the pickle turned into the pride I love that and (laughs) I think it really shows how much you have not to invalidate anything that you felt but that you do have even in really hard moments the power to choose to change your energy Mm -hmm. and choose to change your thoughts and it doesn't mean that you won't deal with them but if in the moment you need to choose what's going to ground you most and I get it I know not everybody meditates I know not everybody's gonna think to whip out a book but whatever your form of grounding yourself is whether Mm -hmm. it's listening to music Mm -hmm. whether it's you know if you your phone isn't dead calling someone and talking to them on the phone whatever your form Mm -hmm. of how Julia handled that situation is you have the power to change those overwhelming emotions and so often we sit in them and Mm -hmm. like marinate in them and what we focus on grows Mm -hmm. so if we're putting all of our energy towards all of the anxiety and all that stuff it's only going to feel more difficult and Mm -hmm. feel worse but if you do put that towards something else you could also accomplish something that makes you feel so good and that temporarily helps you stay grounded until you get to those bigger healing practices right exactly (laughs) and like don't get me wrong I did go home and cry a little bit and like but but like at the time being like that wasn't a reasonable reaction and there was nothing I could do about it I'd normally listen to a podcast or music or something that wasn't an option so I was like what else can I do and then I turned into something that I really have been wanting to do so it was good also my second pickle is that my lips are so dry oh no (laughs) it really hurts I just put on 
man. Oh, it's unfortunate. Mean. Your lips are really sucking up the, the <laughs> moisture. They're like crusty crust. They're like crusty crust. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that video? Yeah, of course. But of course. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Into our long-term into relationships. Our long-term relationships. <laughs> wow. Wow. Where do we start? You know what? I know where I want to start. I want you, Brenda, to tell the oh, audience gosh. how long you've been dating your Chris and how you guys met and how you guys started dating. Because honestly, it's been so long, I don't even really remember. <laughs> okay. So my Chris, we're, we say my Chris because we're both dating a Chris, by the way. Yeah. We'll get into that too. Chris so, L and Chris P. Yes. <laughs> You're Chris L. I'm Chris L. So my Chris, we met about 10 years ago. So we didn't go to school together, nothing. I don't even think he, he probably remembers this, but we used to, like, ride bicycles, like, in a group of people. Like, this is literally what? one time. This is one time. <laughs> we, like, rode bicycles, and I was like, oh, my gosh. He's, like, I remember kind of cute. This. So I thought it was really cute. And um, ultimately, where we actually met. How, what age was this? Oh, my God. I don't even know. Maybe, like, middle grade. school? Eighth grade? Eighth, seventh grade? Okay. One of the two. And we had a surprise party for, like, a mutual friend that we were both going to. And this is how you know that I would not make it in today's like dating game <laughs> culture. <laughs> I just like walked around in my middle school self and oh my god. I like remember mentioning something about like are you going to text me? And he's like I don't have your number. <laughs> and I'm like I'll give it to you. <laughs> like I would literally not make it in this if dating you came world. Here for dating tips turn this off. Yeah, oh my gosh, turn off now. We'll um, have a guest on for that. So then texting me and then we started talking. Okay, so some people are going to be floored by this, but we talked for two years, two <laughs> years without meeting in person. And this one day I was going to go to like a scream park with my friends at night or something. And Ashley, I was talking to Ashley and all of a sudden Chris texted me and he was like, hey, would you want to like, like hang out tonight? And I was like, What? <gasps> What? <laughs> what? So, We've been talking for two years yeah, to like, date the now, day. What? So I was like, oh what, my gosh. What made him ask you I have after no two years idea. of talking? I have no idea Like, what made that moment. We should ask him when he's on we the We should podcast. ask him. Um, but I remember at that time it wasn't like as like, oh, he, this guy, I might date him. Like, I remember I was like almost frustrated. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, it's taken him so long to ask me to hang out. Like, he's oh, clearly not interested yeah. in me. So for this hangout, like, I'm going to go into it with no expectations. Like, I really want to meet this kid. He is so cute. But Which I think is a great way to go yeah. into any date. Yeah. No and, and, But I was like, you know what? But I know that I, if I like say no today, I know I'm going to forever regret not knowing like what if. Mm-hmm. what if I, I don't go and like this is meant to happen or whatever and then I did go what grade are we in now we started dating when we were 15 I guess ninth yeah it was ninth we started dating <coughs> ninth. how do you not remember <laughs> Julia it's been a long time <laughs> we're 24 right now <laughs> but then we were we started hanging out and it was actually like a really sweet day we like went into his basement and he showed me his like home movies which is like they were like so silly that's so sweet and it was actually like really fulfilling and then he walked me back to the local starbucks where my mom picked me up and he kissed me by this dumpster (laughs) (laughs) and oh you want to hear my line i remember my line what was it i was like is it gonna take another two years to see you (laughs) Ooh, sultry so, Ew, I hate that word. <laughs> Why did I say so that? So he was like, I don't even remember. He was just like, no, like a promise. I was like, okay. 
kiss, kiss, kiss. Anyway, um, no, it wasn't like that. It was, we were literally four years old. I'm like, screaming. I don't think you you knew anything else. So I ended up just hanging out each weekend after that. And then on November 11th, 2011, at 11-11, he asked me to be his girlfriend. Yay! Yay. And the rest is history. History. And you've been dating for now? Eight years. Eight years. That's a long, long time relationship. I have a lot of questions. Okay, I'm ready. For- and so I think it's I think it's important to say that you guys, you dated so through high school and then mm-hmm. you went away to college. Yes. And he stayed here. Mm-hmm. So that brought up a lot of interesting things you had to work through yeah and then also just dating someone from the time you're 15 to the time you're 24 you change so much as Mm -hmm. a person from the time you're 15 to the time you're 24 I mean that's like the pivotal years of changing Mm -hmm. right into teen into young adulthood so maybe like I think the most interesting thing that I've learned from you Brenna is how how do you grow with someone how do you grow up separately as well as grow together in a relationship over that many years during such a pivotal time of change yeah I think that what's been really beautiful about our relationship and if you know Chris you know that we are super different like just it like on paper or whatever you want to you want to call it like we're super different but what's really always worked for us is how honest we've been and how much we communicate about what we need and what we're just all of that stuff has always helped us so I think what helped is that because we're so honest and and open with each other that if I needed to I don't know go do this with my friends or if I needed to take this class or, or do whatever that would take away time from our relationship we always found time to make each other feel valued and important despite all the craziness that was going on so I think for him he was always super busy with school and you know throughout high school his high school was a pretty different dynamic from what you know Julia and I experienced it was a private school and it was an all-boys school and like just a totally different academic heavy heavy space and I just think that we always made time for each other or even if we couldn't see each other in person which we did kind of do distance for a little while Mm -hmm. we just found time to remind each other how important we are and I think that just makes all the difference how do you think that like at such a young age you guys built a foundation for honesty I think it really helped that we got to know each other to a degree over the two years before which sounds so strange because of course I now and and then value human connection face to face all this stuff but we really got to know each other sometimes we facetimed or whatever skyped and <laughs> it sounds so silly and we texted all the time and we really did get to know each other so I think that by getting to know someone and getting to know kind of their like aspirations and all that stuff even if it was even though they've changed entirely mm-hmm. since I've known him it helped us so much to build that foundation and I I just can't emphasize communication enough and it sounds like such a buzzword but I think that a lot of times going into a relationship it's scary to ask for what you really want and what you really need Mm -hmm. and to be super super vulnerable or talk about maybe your fears all Mm -hmm. that stuff but because it was kind of all laid out there I've never been afraid of sharing that stuff with him Mm -hmm. and even though we are very different and I'm definitely way more emotional and he's just so incredibly logical it's still like almost fits really nicely into a little puzzle piece because we we help each other in those ways like I'm like oh but this is kind of how I see it and he's like hey let's let's come back down to planet earth for a second (laughs) (laughs) and and this is not how that person sees it or this is not how how it is and then let's just he's very grounding for me Mm -hmm. and I definitely need someone like that 
and for him i think i do i guess just open his eyes to other other ways of thinking and other ways of showing love and and all that stuff so i think if you're open to hearing someone out me and Julia talk all the time about creating and cultivating a relationship and that there are so many people in this world and we always look for this perfect perfect person but a lot of times it's just about having someone who loves you enough to listen to you Mm -hmm. and to care for you and to be willing to give you what you need but also be honest about what they need and and not in like a intense way but more so being able to give you what you need to grow yeah and I think that that's like you guys are the perfect perfect example of that a relationship is worth and that love is a practice I like I that's something that I always think about I took this wonderful love psychology class in college with this incredible professor Dr. Megan Poe who I am trying to get on this podcast because she's one of the most brilliant ladies doing she's the only person that does this like literally studies the psychology of love and teaches a course on it it's brilliant but one of like the main things that I kept coming up through that course is that love is a practice because hormonally what love is is like your body creates these hormones and that means you love someone and after I don't I I wish I had the exact science but like I think it's after three years your body stops creating those hormones when it's met with the same trigger so like literally that's your body's not no longer doing the work for you you have to and before that too but you really have to start putting in the work and in the practice of love and like that practice can be shown through like all like different love languages and communication and it's I just think that it's so interesting people see these long-term relationships where where both of our parents are still married I think that that's been a example for us in a lot of ways but like my parents have been married for I don't even know how many years for so long since they were in their 20s and now they're in their 50s but you see these long-term relationships and you're like how like how because of course during your prime time like you guys are growing up you're growing separately as well as together and even beyond our 20s we're still growing individually as our own person and to have to mesh two lives into one and to grow together as well as separately that takes a lot of work and showing your person over and over consistently yes I'm growing separately but I I love you and I want to cultivate a life together and build a life together because you know no one person is perfect for anybody and no one person can fill every part of you that's why we have multiple relationships in our lives as like such as friends and whatever and but it's the I like I feel like it's like I'm choosing you mm-hmm. even if that's just for the time being I'm choosing to create something with you and we both have to work towards that yeah and I think what you said is so powerful because in the media I I know for sure like I've experienced this where I've thought that a relationship has had to be just one certain way like it's had to be movie magic every single step of the way and I know that that like when when we were younger even and sometimes even to, to this day I'm like huh but it's this way here because you right. see these like grand things and it's funny because Chris is a very grand guy I think <laughs> due to my <laughs> due to my movie influence but it, it's not actually like it doesn't have to be that way like there are so many different ways to show love and mm-hmm. I only recently started learning more about love languages because I think a lot of people probably struggle with there's a you, wonderful book on it I'll link it yes. oh please um that if you don't feel that you are receiving love in the way you feel most loved you start to attribute it to not being loved at all Mm -hmm. when in reality it's possible that you're receiving love in a way that someone else knows how to show you love but it's just not 
what's most fulfilling to you. And I really struggled with that because mm-hmm. I am a huge, huge words of affirmation type of girl. And and some people, including Chris, show their love differently. Yeah. And in still really beautiful ways, but it just hits differently. So I, I remember like struggling with that. But then there he is taking taking the love language test. So yeah. it's still like really considerate. Well, it's true because like the way that you learn how to receive love is the way that you receive love as a child, mm-hmm. right? Like if if you get – if your parent bringing you a present every time they come home is their way of showing you love but maybe they don't hug you or maybe they don't tell you that they love you but they give you a present then you equate love to gifts yeah and gift giving is one of the love languages so that might have been someone's situation but someone else might have never received a gift but every single day their mother told them that they love them Mm -hmm. and that they're beautiful or perfect or you know whatever it is or amazing or talented whatever they're going to receive love in words of affirmation I feel like it's hard because people don't take the time to think about you might be receiving if if I'm giving you love this way you might not be receiving love that way because that's not the way that that your body knows how to receive it like me and Chris had like a stupid fight the other day because he we went out for this wonderful night and he was so lovely and paid for everything and like is always so sweet and I appreciate all of that Mm -hmm. of course I appreciate him paying for my dinner I, of course I do. But that doesn't show me love. What shows me love is him like holding my hand across the table oh or gosh. like like little things like that. And so, so we deeply. got in a fight in the car on the way home. It was so stupid because like I could have phrased it nicer. But I was like, you know, I said something of like, I wish you or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. But I wanted what I was asking for him was physical touch. Yeah. And and he and then he was like but I just paid for your dinner and like blah 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 and blah blah and not in a spiteful way but of like a I don't understand because I am showing you love I'm taking you out I'm bringing you to dinner but what I was saying is that's not how I receive it I appreciate Mm -hmm. that stuff but that's not the way that I am being told by my body is being told that I'm being loved yeah no 100% and I relate to that so deeply especially on something like Chris and I like what I noticed with him is like acts of service is so huge Mm -hmm. for him and quality time like for him it does not matter what we're doing of course he loves an adventure but sometimes on the weeknights with our schedule and stuff we can't exactly go for a hike at 8 p.m. right um so like just quality time in general just being in each other's presence means so much to him and it does for me as well but it's just a different it just hits differently and Mm -hmm. whenever he is off from work and is like doing laundry or whatever like I always just have thought like instinctively I don't know like my parents help each other I'm like okay let me help him fold his laundry I'm not like forced to do it or whatever but Mm -hmm. I notice it brings him this like extreme gratitude and he feels so loved by me trying to save him from doing that where where that's one of the love languages is acts of service and for me I appreciate right I would appreciate that so much but it doesn't give me the same form of love as holding my hand or like kissing me on the forehead or whatever it is, you know? So it's so interesting. And I think that I encourage everyone, whether you're in a relationship or whether you're not to do this, because it doesn't just go for romantic relationships. It can also be different for you depending on, on what type of relationship, what your love language is. It could be different for your friends, for your parents. And, but taking the time to sit to take a second with yourself and ask yourself how do I receive love Mm -hmm. how do I show love and are the people in my life giving it to me the way that I need or and, and am I providing the people in my life 
with love the way that they need. Yeah. And that's the part that I was going to talk about next is it caused me, me reading the, the five love languages book and taking the test and having Chris take the test. Not only was I like, holy, holy crap. Like this is definitely how I receive love and this is why I'm feeling this way. But I'm not giving him love in the way he feels most love right. either because I can write Chris 12 page letters if I want to <laughs> I could hold his hand for a week straight but right like the things that he feels most love doing right. I wasn't really doing yeah. either so nothing was wrong but it's just like how can I what what's it called your love bucket your love some it's something I don't know it up. yeah it's like how can I make you feel most loved right. so it's just it's a beautiful reflection and just going back to the other types of relationships I love what you said and we talk about this all the time how a relationship doesn't need to be your every thing so having friends that are there for or or a therapist like whoever it is that's able to fill those other things because we do attribute and put so much pressure on that one other person in our lives Mm -hmm. to be everything Mm -hmm. and I guess that's not really fair either it's it's not fair Mm -hmm. how can you expect one other person to fill every single part of you because I feel like for me I have a like 17 different things about me mm-hmm. you know whether it's a creative thing or like whatever else like I can't expect my partner to to understand every single part piece of that yeah. I I I do expect him to respect that every single piece of me. I do expect him to want to be curious about every piece of me. But I don't expect, you know, I don't expect Chris to to be my person I'm going to bounce an acting idea off of. Mm-hmm. Like, or I don't expect Chris to be my person that I'm going to talk about a, topic A on or topic B on. Honesty and respect and curiosity, of course, but I don't think it's fair to hold one person to to the standard of having to fill every piece of you yeah you know and there's this there's this old myth I wish I I wish I knew the title of the story there's this old myth that once upon a time we were these like round people with two heads so you were around you were one being but two heads and two different personalities but and everyone was running around the world that way that's this is the myth that this that's how the human race was you were connected physically joined and you were round. <laughs> so everyone was really happy and running around with their person. You were atta- your person was the person you were attached to. That was the person that was made for you. That was your soulmate. And then because everybody was so happy, everybody became really gluttonous and no one got any work done and everyone just laid around all day and blah blah. So the gods got really angry and they struck down and they separated all of the people. They separated every being in two so now these these two beings that were one are now separated and they spread them all out and everybody was running around trying to find their person and also then nobody got anything done because everybody was just so focused on finding their soulmate again Mm. and the moral of the story was that like you can't expect to be fully one being with someone else and you can't also spend your life chasing after that because nothing's going to get done. People have to be their own person. And then you have to come to- together and cultivate a life together, but still have your own being, you know? You can't mush yourself together and connect yourself. Mm-hmm. But you also can't, you know, only do that running around trying to find that. It's like, yeah. where's the balance of like right. you as your own person and having a partner that you can hold hands with and share that with? 
you know? Yeah. And I have to say, I think that's really what helped Chris and I through college, like while I was away, is that I always, I felt like I was doing all of the leadership things, excelling in my classes, like, like doing, doing my best in all areas. And I always felt supported by him. I always felt understood by him. I always, yeah, it's that, I think it's that support piece. It's that I'll be honest with you if you're like about to, if it seems like you're about to ruin your life or something, but ultimately what I appreciate so deeply about him is his unconditional love and support. Mm -hmm. And that's the key component because if, if you know me, you know, I'm always, or at least have always tried to like to be doing the things and to be trying to impact people or, or do whatever and he's just always supportive of of every single crazy dream I've had and right and that's it it's like the support the curiosity the respect and as long as like you have those things of course there's other things honesty and communication and mm-hmm. blah, blah blah but those foundations with a person is what you're building off of it doesn't have to be you are my one and only end all be all like I only if you want to go out I only go out with you like that's what you have friends for mm-hmm. or you want to get them like something as silly as like oh I want to get a manicure Chris is not my person I'm gonna go get a manicure with I'm gonna go get it with my sister or a friend or like yeah you know that's you you can't expect one person to be your one all be all and I think as soon as you realize that and start building things off of those those things like respect and support Mm -hmm. that you're just gonna be much happier so much happier and it it just allows for so much growth Mm -hmm. because it just it just allows you to really understand all of the things that someone else wants and needs and it allows you to to be part of that and I love that you use that example of like holding hands through it because Mm -hmm. I think that's really how our relationship has felt is like we've done different things we've been in different situations and almost like allowing ourselves to grow separately but still kind of be like holding hands and supporting each other in the end through it absolutely and I just want to say really quickly like obviously me and Brenda are talking about monogamous relationships right now because we're both in monogamous relationships but we understand that there are people that have other you know preferences but we're only talking from our experience because we've only ever been in monogamous relationships you know other than like casual dating but with a boyfriend we've only ever been monogamous and we're straight of course you know we support everybody Everybody. love who love is love love who you want to love so we're we're just talking about our own experience and we've only come from a place of monogamous relationships so that's where we're coming from Mm -hmm. but going along like that like yeah for me I don't want people to get confused of what I'm saying is like you can have that you should have multiple romantic partners to fill every part of you for me personally the choice is to have one romantic partner and fill my life with other people that fill me up like friends and family yes and who I can include that romantic partner in with and and we can all do fun things together and (laughs) everyone's filling everybody up everyone (laughs) and I think that we have talked so much about me we'll continue to but Ju why don't you give them some background on your relationship okay real quick Chris and I have been dating for a little over three years uh we met our my he's a year older than me we met the summer going into my senior year of college we met through mutual friends it was a chance like it wasn't a setup it was like a chance meeting we went to the same high school but never knew each other never even seen each other have now realized that we've definitely been in the same place at the same time many a time but I like to think that it's like a you know timing fate kind of thing because if we had met in high school we definitely wouldn't have dated because we were just both very different people from each other then and we both were in different relationships then so I think that we weren't meant to meet then and we were meant to meet when we met but yeah so we met 
through friends by chance. We were just out at like a party uh, and we ended up spending some time together. He asked for my number. I gave him my number, but I wasn't really sure about him. (laughs) Um, I just wasn't really sure about him just because I was in college and I just wasn't in the, I, there was no part of my brain that was looking for a relationship. There was no part of me that wanted one at the time. Like I was just happy to be going into my senior year and I just wasn't in the space that I was looking for it. Like I wasn't, I wasn't interested in it. I had no, there was no thought about it at all. Like literally not. Like I know a lot of people, even when you're single, like you're thinking about finding someone. I was not. It really wasn't. I was just too focused on other things. Mm -hmm. But, you know, fooled me. But yeah, so he he had asked me out, you know, the next day or something and I kind of made an excuse not to go uh, just because not because of anything against him. He was wonderful and sweet and cute. I just wasn't I wasn't there. I wouldn't I wasn't yeah, your mind was yeah there. and I was living in the city and he was living on Long Island and I was like what's that point yeah. you know so yeah and then we didn't really talk because I said no to his date and then I found myself like thinking about him mm-hmm. which was weird and then I mentioned it to like a couple of my friends I was like I met this cute guy I don't know like should I text him they're like just text him whatever so I like texted him like a week or two after this mm-hmm. I think it was two weeks after we hadn't spoken and I don't know, I texted him something cheeky. And <laughs> um, and and then I kind of slid in something of like, well, like you should still take me to dinner or something. <laughs> <laughs> really abrasive. And then he said yes. And then I said yes. And then we went out on our first date in which we went for ice cream. And I spilled it all over myself <laughs> and all over his very clean car, which was really embarrassing. But he liked me anyway. So it was okay. Uh, yeah, our first few dates were so so ridiculous our second date we got locked out of my house with no shoes no keys no phones um in the pouring rain we got locked out of my house drunk with nothing with Um, nothing and we had to go to my sketchy neighbor's house who gave us a burner phone to call chris's mom so that she could call us a car to pick us up and that's how we met chris's mom drunk with no shoes on unbelievable i remember julie and i had gotten to the gym i think she's a lovely day. lady she didn't judge me at all thank god oh, but thank god i might have judged <laughs> I, I, I was judging me i was judging me <laughs> i just remember i'm like oh my god i love this story we were like went to the gym the next day we were on the treadmill this whole story which is obviously a little bit more elaborate than what we're oh doing yeah here. one day we'll get um, really into the deets. one day i our entire little treadmill session just went by so quickly because I felt like I was listening to a movie. But like, I just want to say, like, if you ever have fear about meeting your significant other's parents, just think of me meeting think my my second How date's traumatizing. mother with no shoes on in the middle of the night because me and his her son got locked out of a home. Unreal. Yeah. So if you're ever feeling if you're ever feeling nervous, you can just think about me. But yeah. So then, la 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 la. We went on a few dates for a while, and then yeah, and here you are. And <laughs> we went on a we went on a few dates, and then we became exclusive, and then we became boyfriend and girlfriend, and here we are, three and a half years later. We live together now. Um, we've lived together for a little over a year. That comes with all interesting things, and we have a new pup. We got the a, sweetest she's little been pup. with us since October. Well, November. Uh, one of the two. One of the two. <laughs> Yeah, so 
so that's that's that story <laughs> okay kind of getting to like our finalish question of this episode even though I mean there's so much more to talk about there's we have to so much. we're gonna talk a lot about love this was just kind of an overall basis and this way you guys have a idea of where we're coming from mm-hmm. um just so you, for some context what I wanted to ask you Brenda what have you found to be the most challenging part and most rewarding part of being in a long-term relationship in your 20s yeah wow that's a good one um I would have to say the most challenging part about being in a long-term relationship in my 20s would be that because of this hookup culture and and just so many things where a lot of people say and this has nothing to do with my Chris it (laughs) my Chris it just comes out automatically now um he is a gem um so it's never like directed at him but I think a lot of people just in general people who don't even know him are just like oh well don't you want to experience other people like don't you feel like that's important and I'm totally not undermining that that might be important for a lot of people for sure but I just always say to myself like I come back to it and I'm just my response is always always I'm really happy and I believe that if you have found something that a lot of people search for early on then you know then then for me personally I don't see a need and that doesn't mean that I believe that everybody should be doing this I think that some people do need to experience other things to know what they need from their significant other or to learn more about themselves or whatever that comes with but I think for myself I've been lucky enough to open up the most vulnerable parts of myself to Chris where it's allowed me to learn about myself and it's allowed me to continue growing and because we did spend time like separately throughout college I really do feel like I I got time to be myself just in in other ways not particularly with other people of course but like just learning more about who I want to be and what I want from my life and all that stuff and and I always missed him and I think that that was a big piece of it is I I've never found myself to want to be without him and I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't think it's worth putting myself through that if, mm-hmm. if I'm happy. Yeah. And again, that's, that's not for everyone. But the most rewarding part has definitely been just seeing how two people who are totally different can cultivate something really, really special I and can that. provide support and can feel so real. Like mm-hmm. I, I still kind of like struggle to this day. I'm like, oh my gosh, like this is so crazy because does it feel like we've been dating for eight years? Yes, in the sense of we've experienced all these different things together but like it also doesn't feel like something that I'm like tired of mm-hmm. you know it's, I think he does a really really beautiful job of like keeping things exciting and like always going on adventures and and just making me feel important so I would have to say that kind of encompasses my yeah. most rewarding part is just being able to grow with someone and Love being that. able to see their aspirations change their just like mindset change mm-hmm. and be able to see kind of how we take the things we've learned individually and how we've put that towards our relationship mm-hmm. like how we can make our relationship more special and it's so cool to see how much we've matured like how we can say oh like how can we focus on this or like oh, I really loved when like this was happening in our relationship like how can we put more attention towards that yeah so uh, yeah it's really it's it's nice and I want to ask you the same thing so what has been the most challenging part of your relationship and the or long-term relationship and what's the most rewarding yeah um, it's the most challenging thing I think it's, it's in a similar vein of yours Brenda of like in this time of your 20s I think that there comes up the things of like, well, you know, am I supposed to be in this long-term thing now and something so serious now? And like, especially around like Chris just turned 25 and that kind of like quarter life crisis Mm -hmm. kind of thing of like, and working on that together and finding the balance of, you know, 
still being young and having a social life and having separate social lives but also you know the boundaries of relationship and you know just like cultivating all of that of you know you're still so young and you want to in somewhat be in some ways be free but ultimately wanting to share your life with somebody Mm -hmm. and finding like the balance of that and then it's it can be challenging at sometimes most of the times it's you know not but sometimes it can be challenging as people are changing and growing up I think you said it perfectly and I and I really think a lot of people can relate to that because especially in your 20s I think there's this huge fear of like as things get more serious like what if this isn't right what if I'm like Mm -hmm. blind to something and not seeing it or what if I'm meant to be doing something else like I think there are just all these questions that are like scared or or fearful especially if those questions are coming from outside influences and not really from your own mind oh yes and I think that we place a lot of emphasis on the opinions of others Mm -hmm. and if especially at this age where people are in such different places like if you have a whole group of friends that's single and you know you're being influenced by them to be single Mm -hmm. you might think that you want to be single even if it's not I'm not saying that's our situation no no but I I definitely I understand that I think especially probably in like a college setting like I was totally surrounded by people that were single and people who just like especially people don't know your situation and they don't Mm -hmm. know like the ins and outs of your relationship Mm -hmm. they don't really care yeah so I think it's really cool that you guys will get to have this in little insight on our on our Chris's (laughs) what was my most positive the most positive thing and I think and in the same vein the most positive thing is like having someone to share all of these monumental experiences with of like both starting out in our careers and getting to be there to support each other through that and help each other through that and we're really lucky actually Chris and I to have quite a few friends that are also in long-term relationships so like getting to have a social life with those people and sharing our life our relationship with their relationships it's just been like really rewarding and fun yeah absolutely nice and I guess like to wrap it up I just wanted to make sure that we touched on now you guys know a little bit more about us and our Chris's and our history with them and you'll get to learn a lot more. But for anyone who is listening to this right now who isn't in a long-term relationship and is feeling, I don't know, anything you could be feeling towards this specific episode, I just want to remind you that there is no pressure to find your person today, anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Everything will happen as it's supposed to happen. And no matter what, you will be okay. Whether you find your significant other tomorrow whether you're in an open relationship, whether you have five partners, like whatever happens or whether you end up choosing to travel this world and not settle down with someone, you will be okay. Mm-hmm. You will be okay. And you couldn't have said it better. But. <laughs> and yeah, and I just want to go off that. And this is just a base of of our relationships but like relationships are challenging and their work and just because something looks really cute on Instagram today of someone posting a Valentine's Day pic you don't know what happened yesterday or last week and relationships are hard and just because you see the good stuff maybe on Instagram or when you're out with your friends who are in relationships that's not that that's not all there is absolutely there's so much more to it and that's why we talk about creating and cultivating it's because not every single moment is going to be sunshine and rainbows and and that's okay and that's normal and we will definitely make sure that we share all aspects of it but we just don't want to talk your ears off for the the rest of the the and before we get into our very last piece of this episode which is a question from one of our listeners i want to challenge everybody this week perhaps on friday to Make a list of the people that you love and send them a text or give them a call and just tell them that you love them. 
because that's what Valentine's Day is about. It's not about a romantic partner. It's about just, it's about sharing love. And so I challenge everyone to make that little list, do it in your head, do it on your phone, whatever, and shoot those people a text or a call if you can't see them in person and tell them that you love them because I promise it's going to make you feel a little love for you as well. Yeah, and definitely for them. And, yeah. and I challenge you <laughs> to do something for yourself this week too, yeah. to focus on, on a way that will make you feel most loved, whether it takes one minute or an hour, whatever Absolutely. it is. <laughs> awesome. And even if you just have one person to text even if it's just your mom or mm-hmm. your best friend or your dog you know that's 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 all that matters you only need one for sure yeah so now we're gonna get into our very last segment please so we have a question from one of our listeners is it anonymous uh, yes it's anonymous okay so the question is where do you go from a breach of trust at the beginning of a potential relationship Ooh. I like want more context. I was going to say, I wish we had more context because <laughs> I, I think it's a really specific thing, like yeah. what the breach of trust is yeah, I'm sure. and where you are and how how much you have defined this new relationship. Like, yeah. are they, have you defined that you're exclusively seeing each other? Have you not? Are people still dating other people? I guess based on the wording, I'm going to assume that potential relationship so probably not right. exclusive yet right okay so that's a good but on the track on the track okay um and breach of trust I guess we don't have like the severity of it mm-hmm. um but I guess we can talk yeah. on a breach of trust in general um I do think that being that it's not official not an exclusive relationship I don't believe that there should be any like as much pressure I guess I feel like when you make that commitment to someone else that's when things are taken a little bit more seriously mm-hmm. but if there's and that's not to say that whatever you've established up until this point doesn't matter mm-hmm. um it absolutely does and and your feelings are valid for any hurt that you feel based on whatever breach of trust happened but I do believe that because it is not exclusive there's a little bit less of a, a layer of commitment does that make sense that's I, not to like undermine it no I totally agree with you I mean I think in general we should always strive to be honest yes we should always strive to be honest with our, our relationships in general romantic or not or defined or not we should always strive for that but I agree in the sense of like a relationship when you get married and you take a vow your vows are saying here are our rules mm-hmm. you know and when you when you commit to a relationship with someone you start to set up rules and that could be different for every different relationship but I think until both people have consented to agree on what the rules are it's not really fair to to expect someone to follow the rules that you have set up in your own head you know I think that until two people mutually agree on this is the way that we're going to operate something that they don't really owe you anything until until they've agreed to those those set of rules, mm. you know? Yeah, no, totally. And I think that the breach of trust <clears throat> aspect also really depends on what type, you know? Um, I, I'm assuming, and again, I'm, I'm assuming, but because, because it's a question that's being written in, I'm going to assume that it wasn't a breach of trust where they, like, knock on wood ran over someone with a car i have right. no idea it's like, probably I'm, something I'm smaller it's something, it's something more like emotional. emotional yes um so i guess what i would have to say is that people interpret things differently people see things differently and regardless of what the situation was 
I think intention is huge. Yes. And yes. I believe that everything if, is not black and white. Yes. And, and I believe that if this person, when you lay it all out there, if they had the intention of hurting you or or whatever, then not cool. I mean, right. not, not cool Absolutely. regardless. Like right. any sort of breach of trust isn't it's cool. It's not cool. Right. But, but I don't know if the, it just being not cool mean, means it's an end all be all yes, exactly. or not worth going forward with and I think even maybe it can be an opportunity to open the door to a conversation of how you of what you want from someone else Mm -hmm. and what you expect from someone else and what makes you feel heard and cared for I think this maybe as long as it's it wasn't something you know crazy we don't know but if it was something that was emotional and you know of course not abusive but if it was something like that I feel like it could be a perfect opportunity to open the conversation of, hey, like when you did that, when you, you know, broke my trust like that, that made me feel hurt or upset and mm-hmm. and say, this is what I, this is what I'm looking for and this is what I expect from you. And then you can have that conversation and make those rules and both agree to those rules. Mm-hmm. And then from now on, it's not going to happen. If it does happen, then you have another problem. Absolutely. But once you've had the conversation and agreed to the rules, you have to take it from there. But I think maybe turning this around and looking at, looking at it as an opportunity for growth, if it's mm-hmm. a potential relationship, mm-hmm. maybe use it as a positive thing, as a jumping off point to be beneficial for the Right. for when the relationship is not no longer potential and when it's a real relationship right you know absolutely I don't think it's worth totally closing the door on something without having a conversation I agree. and again super dependent on the situation totally. um, just for some reason the way it was written I like got this idea that it wasn't like particularly this like crazy crazy right, thing. like abusive or harmful yes, yes. or like, more so something that was like like that you would have done differently right like, that if that you wished was done differently yes. kind of or yeah, something yeah. like that or that if you were in there I don't know something yeah. like that so yeah yeah I, I hope that helps I hope so too I would say don't write it off I would say go in go in and have a conversation right. about it and and listen to your heart and I think yeah, sometimes we tend gut. to overthink every situation Ugh. and every little piece in detail so if you're doing that right <laughs> go a little bit easier on yourself yeah. because honestly I haven't been in like this dating world but mm-hmm. I know it's freaking hard yeah. like I know it's hard to Put yourself out there and it's hard to connect with someone or even start a potential mm-hmm. relationship. So just like putting putting your heart out there for, for anyone is, is tricky. So give yourself some credit for that for totally. sure. Instead of closing right off. And then if your gut is telling you that this is a sign that this is the type of person that somebody is, fine. Mm-hmm. But don't assume that that's the type of person somebody is just because maybe they made one mistake in your head because you haven't agreed on something yet. Yes. That is the end of our episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, we know it was our first kind of real solo episode post our intro. So we really thank you guys for tuning in and listening to us and getting to know us a little bit more. And we hope that with all these future solo episodes, we can make somebody out there feel a little less alone. That's the goal. Bye. (laughs) Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to Roaring Twenties Podcast. Be sure to rate and review wherever you get your podcasts and please subscribe. You're never alone. Our pride sticks together. Tune in every Monday and Friday for new episodes of Roaring Twenties Podcast. You get to start your week with us and end your week with us. With With love, Brenda and Julia.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.